right, all right, all right. Hello, avid listeners. Our nice, beautiful Tuesday evening from the command center. It is. We're talking about the weather because there's nothing good to talk about the fire right now. Yes. Uh, I was thinking we could bring up the do a little shout out to Joe Field, but we did that last up. But he, he did get well, hitched up. There was no runaway bride or groom, so congratulations to the happy couple. Congrats. Congrats, yep. Joe. This one's for you. This one's for the for the happy couple and uh, unfortunately the fire couldn't get the W for for Couldn't complete that just beautiful weekend by giving us a W. Uh, pretty frustrating again. <laughs> not I we're gonna see how this podcast goes but there's there's some frustration starting to creep in a little bit just based on what we've seen so far yeah I'm, I'm starting to uh, get into that I'm having a hard time not overreacting to how early it is but I'm like fighting the urge to just be like you know this season is starting to lose itself already we started poorly last year and if I'm not mistaken around this time, Game five, six, somewhere seven. We were like, we'll probably just be a borderline in the Hunt playoff team, and we were we were wrong. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of thinking we thinking that way again. Yeah, I'm, I'm fighting that. I think we will get into it, but I think there's some things about this team that are different than last year's team. I hope the expectations should be higher. The expectations should be higher, which is why I'm not gonna throw it. Yeah, you know, I'm not not gonna throw it away yet. But, no. But it's. Uh, it's getting harder and harder, which makes these intros harder and harder because it's, you know, trying to hype hype people up. What do you hype them up about? You got any hype news for everyone? Not a lot of hype news. Not the, a lot. The weather's getting better. The weather's back, nice. Back at it. Uh, forecast for this week, Easter weekend, uh, Fire Colorado, yeah. which we'll talk about briefly later. Uh, it looks decent. I think 60-ish. Right, hopefully we can 60, get 60, hopefully no rain, and we can get a little better turnout. Could be the biggest crowd of the season, to be honest, with yeah. that kind of forecast. Yep. Saturday so, uh, cool. We'll uh, talk about first draw against Vancouver, then we'll do a slight little preview on Colorado, and then part two of contender standings. Mm. And that's about it. No, you got wait. anything else? I can't wait, man. All right. Carbon Tigers, America's favorite band. Okay, one one, Fire one, Vancouver one. In Bridgeview, another home game for the Fire. We've had a lot of home games already this year. Maybe they had four? Uh, yeah, four. four. And it'll be five after this upcoming weekend. So lots of home matches. You know, you, you like to get them early because the weather's so shitty in Chicago. You want the fans to... You want about 6, 7K. Yeah. Attendance is perfect and right in our wheelhouse. I agree. I need anything more. I think it just gets too loud there. <laughs> too loud. They can't handle the the parking situation. The <laughs> yeah. exit. Yeah, I mean, if if there's more than concession 10, lines people, get real long, you might be waiting two minutes for a hot dog, and that's just unacceptable. <laughs> that's unacceptable. Yeah. Always got the fan experience in mind. I know draws happen in, in soccer. Like we're not strangers this to this true. thing called the draw. Mm-hmm. But as fire fans. The amount of drawing we've been subjected to over the past seven to eight years is next level. Drawing. Yeah. I mean, that was an idea for the new rebrand was the Chicago Fire, like, draw or tie game, you know. Whatever, yeah. What It's just like... One point fire. I don't know what it is. But it won't stop. It's It's a culture thing. I think... The bad teams always get more draws than the good teams just because they Mm -hmm. fight and play less pretty soccer in order to get results. Or get late winners Yep. to make it three instead of one. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's coincidence that we're a team that draws a ton of games and we're typically towards the bottom of the table. 
Yeah. That's not, you know, that's not. It, it does feel like us more, like we're not losing every game like the Colorados, the San Jose's of the league. I mean, I, I think we were when we were winning Wooden Spoon, but even around those years, it was like we would always have a draw. There would always be that just glimmer of hope that we could get a win. Mm-hmm. And it's very difficult from a from a fan's perspective to to handle that emotionally, you know. Absolutely, the it's draws tough. the draws hurt sometimes more than losses, without a doubt. For some reason, it, mathematically that doesn't make sense. I understand because you get a point, but for some reason they can uh, just kind of bring you down more so than a loss sometimes. I guess it's because it's frustrating. Usually, when we lose, we're clearly the worst team on the field so it's like okay we deserve to lose the game but in so many of these draws it's like why can't we get three points because we're at least even if not better than the team we draw against i agree i think it's a lack of any creative outlets in the attack right now i think that's no i mean good transition into the lineups yeah i don't know if we want to yeah let's just go to the lineups because i want to get into that later the the lack of creativity yeah you can get into it whenever you feel like it all right well, it's just a little—it's a little early right now. Teaser. Got to warm up before I start spitting stuff like that. Okay, I got you. Uh, all right, lineups. Uh, so the fire started out with Osted and Beck. Turns out to be a great decision to start him. Kappelhoff at right back. Marcelo Schweinsteiger in the center back pairing. Uh, the young guy Gutjar, the homegrown, staying in the lineup. Mo Adams, Dax McCarty, uh, holding midfielders. Uh, the front three midfielders, Katai, Gaitan, and CJ Sapong. Gaitan getting his first start in MLS. And, and then up top, Nemanja Nikolic. Mm-hmm. So not much different other than Gaitan starting, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think Mo Adams getting a little reward, getting another start for his good form recently. Yeah. Because um, Georgie was on the bench in this one. Um, I guess not. Not really surprising, based on the way we've been lining up in the last couple of weeks. This is pretty, pretty much his lineup right now. It's not surprising, but I have a qualm with it. I, I think you're going at home against a struggling Vancouver side. You have midfield depth, one of the few positions you have midfield depth. And you start your two most defensive players again. Like You played Mo and Dax in those positions next to each other, knowing that you're not going to get much going forward, right? I agree. I was going to pretty much say the same thing. Um, but why would – I mean, why do you do – I understand why you do it against New York. I don't understand why you do it against Vancouver. At home, yeah. I mean, I think just – I would just straight up swap Georgie and for Adams into this lineup. Yeah. That gives you at least another kind of ball-playing, creative midfielder. Um Maybe they felt like he wasn't ready to play a full 90 still, but I can't really imagine that that's the case. Yeah, he's young. He's got to be able to. But or, or I'd rather have it the other way around where he starts and we can, you know, if he can go 60 minutes, then we can bring in Mo Adams if we have to, you know. Right. I mean, um, there's no doubt Mo Adams deserves to start. He had a great game, but I just, you can't, just because a guy deserves it doesn't mean you do. I mean, tactically, I I know CJ Sapong deserves to start, but I'm not, I'm starting to be like, why is he playing on the wing right now? Like, you either start him or Nikolic up top if you're going to do this 4 2 3 1. Yeah. I think there were maybe some of the first glimpses that the Sapong Nikolic both on the same, both on the field at the same time is somewhat redundant sometimes mm-hmm. because Sapong does keep going into positions that normally Nico would take up. Yeah. Uh, last week, I think we said it's been working pretty well. Nico like running, making those runs to take people away from Sapong. Yep. Um, didn't quite work out so well in this one. Sapong yeah. did have a couple. He had one really good shot, but other than that, it was pretty quiet. So was so was Nikolic for most of the game. Yeah, and I think part of that is the way let's we could transition into Vancouver's lineup. I mean, they came in here and bunkered down. Our, the forwards were always going to have a tough game. There's not going to be a lot of space. It was going to take something dynamic from the That's a good point. midfield. Uh, so this is a tough game, but uh, Vancouver started. I don't know many of these players, which speaks to the quality of Vancouver. But uh, Freddie started. Freddie Montero. Freddie Montero, who we all know and love, who uh, had such a great career in uh, Seattle. Mm-hmm. One of the first. I think he's one of the first 
really good DP yeah. players in, in like MLS. Excited signing, you know, an exciting signing. Yeah. Um, so then uh, Jordy Reyna and I'm going to butcher this Wang and Bam. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, and those two were playing up top on the wing. Reyna ended up getting the goal that we'll talk about. Uh, Russ Tybert in the midfield with Eritze and Felipe. So if we know Felipe and Tybert are MLS vets, I've never heard of this Eritze guy. Um, and then in the back, we from left to right, we've got Ali Anan. Is that Doniel Henry? Uh, it could be. Uh, it's a Henry, and it's not Annabelle Godoy. We found that out last week when we were previewing the pod. And then right back was a guy named Sutter. Mm-hmm. If anyone knows anything interesting about those players, please tweet it at us because I'm not going to look it up. There's a lot of weeks where I sit here and I'm like, why why talk about this? Because like, people don't pay attention to other MLS teams, especially right. ones like Vancouver. But the fact that we don't even know like half the roster... Yeah, it's I mean, really surprising. We used to play MLS Fantasy a lot more, and I always think that helps with following other teams. Like, the, you only have two options if you want to know the league outside of the fire. And I think one is, like, watching every single game available to you on TV, which is very challenging and maybe even frustrating to do. And the other is just doing MLS Fantasy. And, like, you don't really know about the players. You just know which ones have high points, right? And you just hear... So, it is Daniel Henry. Daniel Henry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not a good Vancouver team, really. Uh, yeah, that that is. Like you said, them bunkering down—that's going to be their strategy for every game they play this season. Yeah, the I've, I've read that the first couple games they did try to you know attack with some. That's not going to work play, out. Play and they got slaughtered, so they were like, "All right, we need some points this season." So they're starting to bunker a little bit. So, yeah, disappointing. It's a game you should be taking three points from. Yeah, I'm just looking at the talent comparison. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, going into the stats, we had 60% possession to their 40. We had, what, 20-something shots? 23 to 9. 23 shots to their 9. Um, I can tell you right now that I don't think maybe four or five were on target. Six on target. Six on off. target. Uh, that's bad. That's really bad. We we have to be one of the lowest teams as far as shooting percentage on target. Yeah. Putting our chances on target. I'd bet that we are bottom third at least. I did uh, kind of related to that is um, you know the expected goal stat that's supposed to it's it's what you the XG or whatever yeah XG it's theoretically what you would have scored under like all future scenarios or where whatever, are we at on that we are slightly below middle of the pack uh, in terms Sounds. of expected uh, and not just expected goals this is expected goals minus expected goals against so it's kind of like expected goal differential we're slightly below middle of the pack which is sounds about right right mm-hmm that sounds exactly I think. Where we probably are. Yeah. So I guess it's it's almost when I think about that, it's not. That's why I guess why I hesitate to just like throw in the towel on the season and say we're going to be horrible. Like that should be good enough to make the playoffs. Sadly, mm-hmm. but and I think we're not playing as good of soccer as we can play. Okay. I I really don't think MLS has says the Fire have thirty three shots on goal. It's the second highest in MLS. And probably they have. don't feel like they're good ones. I don't know. Well, you know they're not good ones because how many? I mean, we have the we can't have. A so high that's what that XG takes into account. It's, it's that, the it's quality not, of your chances, right? Because I can just put a shot on target from twenty five yards away, just right at the goalie, and that's going to count as a shot. You know, that's not a right. high quality chance. Right. That's what we're lacking right now. That's to your lack of creativity is that we're not creating clear scoring chances. Yeah. Everything seems so hard to come up, come by. And this goal that we scored, which we'll get into, was very hard to come by. Yeah, it was another lucky goal. and I, I, Yeah, still no open play yeah. flowing goals for us yet this year, and we're, what, we six had, games in? I think we had one we talked about last week. Um, it was that Katai little slippery move yeah. on the sideline, crossed to Nico for the tapping. So that's kind of the first event in this game. I'll just go, like, I think our first clear chance, 31st minute, Katai had another slippery moment down in the corner. He got someone 
squared up one on one uh, along the end line, and I think he kind of just megged him and then went by him, dribbled his way into the box with some like terrible defending, and then like cut back and forth. It took forever, but then he finally got like a good lefty shot in. It was a good. He made it. It was a good save. Yeah, it was. Wait, did it? Was it a save or did it go? Over I think it was net? a save. I remember the play, especially the way he was creating space. I think there were a lot, there were a couple open people calling for the ball from Katai, but I don't think he made the wrong decision to shoot there. I mean, he had the space. We've seen him put that in before. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was dancing all over. He had so he megged the one guy, and then he went and straight he dove right at the next defender that was coming, and the guy like fell on his ass. Like yes. Katai completely made him. That's look why foolish. it felt like it was taking so long yeah. for like the play to develop, but he just kept dribbling and dribbling. It was a good play. I, I think that was one of Katai's sh- finer moments in the match. Yeah. He had a couple. He was decent. He I, I mean, if you watch the highlights, the condensed highlights, whatever, he's dancing all over that Vancouver back line. He re- That's what I he's mean, good at. That's why he's in the team. The, the thing I don't... I, it's hard to criticize someone like Katai because he's so important to this team, but I just don't think he has that... Is it chemistry or is it? Is he lacking the final touch? What was your? What, no, I think you put it better uh, off air at some point that he uh, his final decision, yeah, like his the last thing he needs to do, his final decision, he doesn't usually make the right one. It seems like I 100 percent agree. And that this, was that was your words. This highlight that we're talking about that started this whole conversation about him taking that shot inside the box after being two people. I think that was the right decision. Just didn't execute. But so often he's just he beats his guy, gets into space, or cuts inside, goes down the line, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just never that dangerous. Not this year. Not so enough, far. at least. Like yeah. he gets in those positions so often in the game, he should be having a goal and an assist almost every game. I, I obviously that's not realistic, but like it feels like he should be producing more. Yeah, with what he the positions he's getting into, he should be producing more than he has. Yeah, I think that. Not to go on a little tangent here, but he had a great year last year, right? A lot of good moments. Yep. Um, it's not happening for him so far this year. I think we kind of knew when we signed him that it was, this wasn't like just a, a lock as right. someone that was going to produce every game, every season, because he's been bounced, bounced around, you know, club to club. And there might be some just consistency issues that it just doesn't work out for him. Do you, do you get the idea? I don't want to. I mean, I, I hope it does. Like, I'm, I'll sit here and say, I hope he's. Yeah. turns it around and has a great season but there's that chance that it just doesn't click i agree i i love the guy i hope he does well but part of me gets the sense when i watch him especially his body language and i know this sounds like old man watching too many sports and yelling at the screen that's what we're here for but that's what we're here for i don't like his body language after he loses the ball sometimes he looks like he doesn't give a shit doesn't mm-hmm. it? he slouches he walks he doesn't do you're not the only one that thinks that his body he generally looks like he doesn't give a shit yeah but when he's on the ball i mean he's he's, he's got energy beautiful to watch I, it's yeah. like yeah and he's got energy and he'll run but as yet when he loses it and it doesn't end up in the back of the net it's just constantly like well he's just very much an player. on-ball player yeah he needs the ball to f- f- impact a game yeah it, it's t- i think to some extent it hinders the rest of the attack especially with the rest of the creative i i think he used to be one of the only ones that could create and i think we've added tools around him that he's not trusting yet yeah i mean guy tan should theoretically improve that yeah and so should georgie frankowski um, when he's back i think will help yep but i mean this team has so many they have to start clicking here they have to get it right they have options in front i mean i'm We'll keep getting into this. The defense is still a mess. But they're not, like, statistically, they're not horrible. Not yet. Yeah. I mean, the goals we've let up, we've let up a good chunk. Half of them are 100% avoidable. Yes. Like today's. Yeah. Uh, Which is our next event. (laughs) Next game event. Uh, Fire go down one goal to nil. Um, One of the worst goals I can remember the fire conceding um there's been a lot 
There we, was literally that'd be no a fun threat. little podcast to uh, do like top ten worst top goals, 10 worst goals yeah. of the last ten years. This um, would be on the list without a doubt. Yeah, not that it was like so hugely important or anything, right? Like as far as impacting a season or whatever, but uh, it gets so much worse every time I watch it. I it was really it's inexcusable. I can't explain the actions of any player on the field. <laughs> no, especially the keeper. I think the two. I think it's ninety percent Osted. What the hell was he doing chasing the ball? He thought it was gonna like go. He was going to catch the across. Mm-hmm. He was well centered in inside his goal. Was going to catch a cross, but from the start that cross was clearly going way too far. And then he realized this and decided instead to back to chase, up. He's going to chase, chase this thing all, all the way, way to the end of the 18. And when he gets there, he he catches the ball just before he doesn't catch it, but the ball he gets rolling. to the ball yeah. right as the ball gets outside the 18-yard box on the sideline. And so he's trying to keep the ball in as he's sliding to like trap it. And then he knows his momentum is going to carry him away outside of the box and that there potentially would be a foul for handling the ball outside the box. And then his decision is to swat it in the direction of Katai horribly, not even close. And Katai, of course, is not ready for this. No. How could he be? And Jory Reyna from Vancouver just takes the ball and one-times it into <laughs> an a, open a net. decent angle, to be honest. Yeah, I'll I was going to... credit. Yeah, that could have gone so much worse. Yeah. Like, a lot of players are just going to miss that, even the best players. Exactly. But he, he found the perfect little angle to hit, slot it in. But, my God, that giveaway is just... So many other things could have happened. Uh, Katai could have just hooked it into the stands yeah. and concede a corner. Cool, whatever. Um, he could have taken the foul. He should have taken the foul in hindsight, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously. but um, Worst case, Osted's momentum does take him out of the box. Right. Just hold on to the ball. Just make sure, yeah, they're not going right? to score it's from It's just a, a foul, then. I think it's even uh, indirect. Right, so it's just a, a free kick right there. It's just No a one's little, scoring. For, like, I mean, and if they do, like, I think your primary foot, like, you have to, if you're running out that far, you have to get the ball. Yeah. Yeah, if you're losing the ball as a goalie that far away, I mean, you're not getting back to your goal in time. What, like, I, I, Especially in traffic. Like, there were all yeah. their players around the play and in around the box. It was... Pretty bad. Pretty comical. Nothing makes sense. It, yeah, play yakety sacks to that clip over and over again and just have yourself a laugh. <laughs> it's it's a good one. It's it's funny. It's a terrible way to go down in a game that you then need to come back right. to try and win. It's just not not good. Kills all kinds of momentum. Um, nothing much now until second half, kind of midway through second half. Dax intercepted like a really terrible pass by Vancouver, um, and then rifled a pass at Sapong, which was like just w- hit way too hard. But anyway, Spong like controlled it, cut back to his inside, which was his left foot at the time, and hit a really kind of weird shot with his laces. Um, that was probably our other best chance up until that point. Do you remember that one? No. It's fine. We didn't score, so it's, I mean it's not a big deal. But that's probably Sapong's best effort. But again, long range. Yeah. So Katai's shot up earlier, and then Sapong's shot at this moment, both long range, Our two kind best. of speculative efforts. Yeah. Our two challenging. best chances. Right. Um, and then I don't know about 15 minutes later, their new signing, the striker with the neck tattoos that we talked about. Our guides, yeah, uh, just drilled the crossbar. Um, he got slipped in and then was one on one with Schweinsteiger. Um, at that moment, I thought it was game over. I don't. I have to watch it again to figure out why he didn't keep running at Schweinsteiger. But I don't think that guy's that fast either. I, I think He's he more of like a physical true. striker, and he was very yeah. confident in just shooting it. And he nearly made it two zero. I mean, he hit the hell out of it. I I think. Like what you're saying, I think he pulled the trigger too early, but maybe I mean when you feel it, you feel it. You don't yeah. question that. He destroyed the ball, yeah. and Osted was beat for sure if it's on target. Yeah. Uh, luckily, it didn't go in off the crossbar, and then we get the 84th minute PK. That uh, I think it happened in like the 80th minute, and it took them three or four minutes to decide if it was going to be PK or not. 
what do you think about the PK call? Uh, I'll take it, but I don't. I would be very upset if I was Vancouver fan. I, Vancouver that's player. exactly how I feel. Uh, I, I thought it was soft. I thought it, and the fact that it was VAR that made it happen and not like a bad initial call that got overturned. Like it was them. Real. I think there was a little bit of the fire need a result here. Let's help them out as much as we can. <laughs> it felt like that. I don't, I'm not getting conspiratorial or anything. But it feels like that in games sometimes. Yeah, that's a, that. I think that's probably a real thing too. Like it just everything kind of just trickles and like builds up and the referees i don't know I, even in the replay it's like it kind of hit his hand i think the reason they gave it is because when the guy jumps towards katai his arm is up yeah and not kind of level i suppose that but also then when you think about you jumping naturally i think your arms go upwards right um I'm not like a. I'm not here to break down body movements and stuff, but I think it was it was pretty harsh. If that was the fire, we'd all be really upset. Oh, I, without a doubt. Like f- hugely like upset. How do you call that? Because Katai just wasn't even facing the goal, and then just <laughs> yeah. kicks it backwards. The guy had it. no idea he was blocking the shot with his arm. No. At the end of the he day, he had no idea. I don't think. No. But the PK, Nico, Manja. Took it well. Destroyed that one. Yeah. That Very confidently. I guess you kind of expect that from him. So is that two goals now? Two goals. Two goals, two games. Not the. I mean, it's a PK, but it's still a goal, right? He's on the score sheet yeah, it's, again. it's good to see him keep that momentum. I think that's only going to be a good thing for uh, going forward, getting him confident. All right. You got anything? I mean, you got anything else on the game specifically? What did you think about... Uh, Pano's uh, subs. Georgie came on in what the sixty sixth. Yeah, sixty sixth. And, and then, then Christian had... Martinez. I think Martinez's first appearance. Yeah. I think this season in the seventy fourth for Gaitan. Who I guess we could talk about Gaitan a little bit. He was kind of non existent. Yeah, a bit. He was, and I think I think the fact that he came out in the seventy fourth shows you that he's still not ninety minute fit. Yeah, I think the plan all along was to sub him out in the 70th. Plus. Probably, maybe even earlier. Yeah, I think the the goal here was like to get him an actual start, to get him comfortable with like how does the start of a game because he's been coming on as a super stub, su- super sub, super stub, super stub. Hopefully not a super flub. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. So I, yeah, I don't. I'm not. I don't think the fact that he came out in the 74th was Pano saying like you were horrible. I think that was the plan mm-hmm. all along. Uh, from the condensed highlights, it looked like he was getting on the ball a little bit. I th- definitely think he's still set step slow. I think his movements yet he doesn't. He's not working with the team yet. Just mm-hmm. but I even like not just him. Just in general, our attack is not fluid. It's not. It's very choppy. It's get a guy a ball, make runs, get a guy. But they're, they're, we're not running together. Like one time, there's no giving goes happening. I, it just doesn't look like a fluid attack at all. I think the front three in this game, especially two of the guys, Katai and Nikolic, I, I basically what I'm trying to say is that I think our attack has a lot of guys that are good at one specific thing. Mm-hmm. And that's why you're not seeing this flow in this everything translating because i think katai is good at dribbling i think nico is good at finishing he's not good at bringing in people into the game i think sapong is kind of one-dimensional as well in, in my opinion i know you, you love cj i do yeah but you know it's not a slight on him he does it well he holds the ball up he's and a, releases yeah. players he's not going to create space on the wing though and we're playing him left wing he's not katai Starting to just kind of look like uh, an EA Sports FIFA roster here. Yeah. Of but, you just trying to get guys with good attributes and then just throwing them on the field. Yeah. But with the real actual flaws of them not being able to combine well with one another. Mm-hmm. Because um, then I go to the bench. I just We don't talk about the bench a lot, but our bench is, is not very good. <laughs> no. I mean, Jordy's starting... the only one off the bench that you right. have any faith in. Uh, I mean, we only have one defender on the bench. When so, what happens when 
anything happens to any of our defenders. And at it's this going moment. to. There's no but, chance we go through the season. We're not getting through injury. another 30 games without a an injury to one of our center backs. So that's notable because I think we're just not deep whatsoever. I don't really have too much else to say about the game. Spe- like specifically about that game. I don't even want to talk about that anymore. Now I'm just getting upset. <laughs> like we got to start winning some of these games. If we don't win Colorado, like the next pod will have it'll feature a rant. It'll feature strong words. Let's talk Colorado. I don't want to have strong words. I want to have positive light. Early words. game Saturday. Uh 12 noon. It's a nooner? Yep. Out in Bridgeview. Are you Again, sure it's a nooner? I'll trust you. Pretty positive. All right, all right, all right. Um, Colorado, they have not been playing well either uh, at all, really. They're down there with Vancouver uh, as one of the worst. Yeah. In the, uh, Colorado's 0-3 on the road, and I don't think they've won a game yet. Is that right? They have zero wins, two draws. And they are below Vancouver in the standings. They have two points. So no one. We it's another game here that they need to win. Oh, it's it, they're even worse than Vancouver. May, I don't think so, but they're both. I would bet money that Colorado finishes ahead of Vancouver, but I get what you're. I guess I get what you're saying. There, it's not a huge difference, probably. What might benefit us is that I do think Colorado. I don't know if they're going to play as defensive as Vancouver. There's a very easy. Scenario where the Fire lose two one and Kai Kamara just gets a towering header. Uh, yeah, he's, and, he's the Fire's nightmare. He scores and every then game the he other plays. goal, like Rosenberry hits like a just ridiculous shot from outside the box, and we're sitting here like, well, the Fire lost again at home. Right. So I don't like this team's bad, but they have pieces where I like don't go into it thinking you're just gonna win. Yeah, I mean, like, what would I mean? What would you put the odds at? I would put it at like fifty five percent to the Fire. Yeah. To, to win, I'd put it at like forty percent for the fire with mm-hmm. like thirty percent draw. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, I, there's a. I think the odds are that we don't win this game. I think uh, Colorado's expectations were way higher than being this far down the table. They've got some young talent too on that. Team. I mean, Kellen Acosta's on this team. Yep. Uh, they've they've got, got a good goalie. Yeah. Still, I mean, he's not amazing, but Tim Howard still. <laughs> quality goalie. I mean, Rubio, Failhaber, and Kamara, all three of them could beat any one yeah. of our defenders. I, I think uh, Gutjar is going to get targeted hard. Yeah. Probably even by Rosenberry like trying to outflank us. I think Rosenberry, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if Kamara, Kamara actually spends a lot of time on Just that. posting right up over there? Yep. Me either. I mean, what do you think? Do you think uh, Pano changes anything? He has to. He asked absolutely. So what are we? What are you looking at on this one then? I don't know what to. The hard part becomes when I have to actually be the coach and not just criticize him. But I've been calling all along for the three five two. I thought we looked yeah. good for it in fifteen twenty minutes. I think it allows us to have. Pano seems to really want Sapong and Nikolic on the field at the same time. So that yeah. And I just I think you get rid of Adams. I think you drop Adams. Georgie not for needs any reason. To start. I think Georgie needs to start. And I think you have Katai, Gaitan, and Georgie creating mm-hmm. for us and hoping that it works. I, 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 that's what I'm looking for. Cool. You? I, I'm fine with that. I think, yeah, the starting 11, I'd imagine it's not going to change much, to be honest. I, like, don't, I don't think so either. As much as I want it to, I think he won't change much. Georgie will probably start. That'd be my guess. Don't you think a three-five-two works really well against Kamara too? Because then Kamara can't target any of those weaker outer outside defenders. Yeah, it's just three in the central. You can lock down. It's just your wing, like whoever's playing wide for us. Then is really gonna have to work, and I don't know who that is. Yeah, especially because I think earlier on we thought it would be Frankowski. and with him gone, if he's healthy, I would love to see him in that role. I don't think he is gonna be. And then. I guess on the left we wanted Edwards, and he's not available either. So I don't – it's probably going to look very much the same is my guess, and they're going to have to try and score a couple of goals. Prediction time. 1-1. One, one. <laughs> Again. Every game is going to be 1-1. One one. 
I could totally see that. I'm just gonna say two one fire win. Let's like get we optimistic. gotta get a win. We, let's be optimistic. We have to win one of these games. Who you got on the score sheet this game? Nico again, three in a row. Yeah, and like uh, Guy Tan debut. Georgie long range. Ooh, Georgie bomb. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Guy Tan with his first. Cool. That'd and Sapong, nice. continuing CJ. the hot streak. I mean, there will probably be some drama in this game. It'll be an interesting game. It'll be fun. I'm hoping to be there. I gotta figure out my Easter plans this weekend, but yeah. I'm gonna try and go. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else for part one? All good. I mean, go fires. See you guys in the yeah. Bridgeview on Saturday. And go fires. Go fires. Part two. Woo! Part dos. Part dos, the part where we don't talk about a depressing sports team. Yes. Correct. That we care about, at least. Mm-hmm. Although... What about you, Vic? Actually... What yeah, about Juventus? I'm really eating my words here. Uh, today was a bad day for sports. Uh, for you? Or? Yeah, for me. Because Man U lost. Brighton lost a very brutal game against Cardiff. Was it a uh, EPL game? EPL game. Ooh, for and uh, relegation Brighton complications. Is into the bottom three, I believe. Damn. So Brighton, Man U, and Juve all, all lost, lost in a one day. In, in the same time frame, one forty-five Central. <laughs> Incredible. It was it was rough. You seem in good spirits for that. I mean, like five years ago, you probably would have flipped out. Yeah. I would. I would have too. Have grown accustomed to loss and grief. What does that say about human existence? You want to get into that on the pod, or maybe, maybe just... next episode? Yeah, okay. since we're already like thirty-six minutes episode deep. Episode twenty-nine. We're on episode thirty, so thirty-one. <laughs> All right, thirty-one. Human uh, yeah, IX advancing to the semifinals. Hey, I'm happy for IX. You know, if any team would beat UA, it shouldn't have been IX, but I'm glad <laughs> that it was. Yeah. No one else that you hate yeah. that you couldn't stand to lose to. Man City and Barca would have been the two that hurt the most if, if you had lost to them. Ajax is an incredibly exciting story, um, as you were saying. I think it, it'll be one of the bigger upsets in the history of soccer. If they, if they were to win it, it yeah. Um, so Ajax and Barca both through Liverpool-Porto tomorrow along with Tottenham-Man City. Liverpool's set, right? They're like 2-0. I mean, there's always a chance something crazy happens, but it'd have to be pretty wild. I think it's in Portugal. Mm-hmm. I want to say that changes it a little bit. Um but yeah, I expect them to go through and then Tottenham Man City is the one that we it's have no idea. Such a good tie. I wish Tottenham I could, watch. I wish I could edge, take right? off work and watch it. Yeah. Uh, I, it's gonna I'm be feisty. Working from home, which means I finally might be able to. You should watch definitely some watch Champions it. Exactly. Kane's out, right? Kane's out. So I know Tottenham had that. They've got the edge from the first game, but Slam. I think City is gonna. And it's in Manchester, so Slam. I'd have to. If I was betting on money on it, I'd pick Man City to advance. I, I agree. It'll be interesting to see how Tottenham line up without Kane. Either way, is it Yeoman's son? Son's gonna just play, play top top. Yeah, like almost false. Guy keeps scoring. Mm-hmm. He's elite, man. He's really good. Yeah, I hate to say it, but he's good. Either way, we got some new blood. Cause like, Man City as good as they've been, uh, like recently, they they're not like a semi-finalist regularly in the Champions League. No. And uh, Liverpool hasn't been this far and wouldn't. If they were to win, wouldn't be that far in a while. Ajax, I don't think, has made it to the semis in a long time. Right. So we got some new teams, and then we got Bar- Barca and Messi, who just keeps going. A lot of people want the uh, Barcelona versus uh, uh, Man City for the Pep Guardiola versus mm-hmm. old teammates uh, battle, particularly. I Messi. hate both teams, but yes. yeah. like I would watch it. It'd be a fantastic. Yeah, game. I'm gonna watch it regardless. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, this freaking dog. Across the hall. It's just outrageous. <laughs> and since I've gotten home about an hour and a half ago, the barking has only increased. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Kiki's just chilling over here. She's just like... Can, can dogs, like, hurt their throats by doing this? Probably. I don't know the answer to that. Should we report this? <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm not into that, but, uh... I mean, it's... I know you're a big animal lover, dude. These guys... 
the avid listeners, they deserve top quality podcast. Top quality production. audio. And I can't make this dog stop. You know, I'll talk to some of my sponsors, see if they can get us a little studio for us to go to. Yeah, studio to or like some uh, some of that padding that you put up. Yeah, to, some padding. Some soundproof. Alright. Uh, yeah, I'll talk to them. Anyway, on to MLS Rapid Fire. Um, again, some games that I don't have notes for because uh, I couldn't find anything of interest. This was a midweek game, DC 0-0. Uh, Montreal DC 0-0 tie. So, this is the part where we do a deep dive into that game. <laughs> no. I just thought of one point, though. We are gonna we got some more midweek games this week. Those midweek games are usually uh, not so fun. Mm-hmm. A lot of rotation. And it, I think the MLS literally creates them as just throwaway games. Like, they just don't need to exist. I guess they need to find somewhere to schedule them. So, it is what it is. Um, the Fire have a couple this season, Wednesdays, by the way. Uh, Montreal then three days later played again and they won one um, zero over Columbus. So a nice little week for Montreal, four points. Yeah, tying one of the best teams in the East and then beating one of the other best teams in the East from standings perspective, hell of a week. A nice week for Montreal. And I think we kind of hinted that they were better than the standings made them out Agreed. to be last week. Agreed. Uh, Houston two, San Jose one. San Jose won last week. They're back to losing ways. And Houston, uh, Elise scored again, and Minotas got two assists. Yeah. Houston might be better than they've been in the last few years. And they're like you said last week, they're always a playoff contender. Yeah. They look like they might be ready to actually take a step here. Yeah. I hope so. I mean, they're fun. They're a fun team to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game of the week was probably Seattle-Toronto. Yeah. Uh, Seattle 3, Toronto 2. Will Bruin scored a brace, uh, and Altidore also scored a losing brace. Uh, Altidore's on fire this year. Yeah. Look out for Toronto if they ever start clicking, because a hot Altidore is going to be tough to stop for any team. Seattle continuing to look like probably the best team in the West. Yeah, elite. Yeah. They they look elite. Uh, Your boys. Sorry, not best team in the West. That goes to AFC. Yeah, they're not too far behind, though, I would say. They're, I think they're solidly in second. Like, definitely not third and definitely not first. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota, the Loons, three. NYCFC, three. The big game, the home opener for for That place uh, looks amazing. Ion Stadium. I uh, had some family friends there shoot, shooting me pictures. They had a nice Loon Tifo. It looks beautiful. Yeah, it looks amazing. There's like a craft beer hall. And, yeah. Man, uh, I am excited to get up there in June for a U.S. Men's National Team game and watch them in the Gold Cup, taking on Guyana, I believe. Oh, big game. So hopefully a big blowout. Hopefully Jordan Morris hat trick. Looking forward to it all. Georgie hat trick. Georgie hat trick. Hopefully he's with the team. That'd be great. Uh, We have to mention Sean Johnson had an (laughs) awful own goal in that game. Yeah, my story before before we started recording to Thule was that uh, when I was watching the highlights for the fire game this, this weekend, I... Saw the Osted, buff the, what do you call that? Blunder. Thank you, blunder. <laughs> uh, I was thinking to myself, God, I miss Sean Johnson. And then I started watching the NYC uh, FC highlights, the Minnesota highlights, and I was like, Oh, that's funny, because he had one of. The, I think that was worse than Osted's, to be honest, just because it was he literally whiffed. easy back pass to control. He just whiffed. Like a, a trap or a shot or whatever he was trying to do, he I, just whiffed. Yeah, it was a back pass, I think. Yeah, it, I but like I couldn't tell whether he was trying to I receive th- the pass yeah, or I think whether he was. he was trying to kick it. Like it, either way, it was so bad. Either way, it was bad. So come um, back to the fire, Sean. Thank you. Atlanta won in New England, two zero. Ezekiel Barco brace. This was his game. This is his best game in MLS so far. Uh, the, uh, was it his first or second one? Was just unreal. That curler from outside yeah. the box. It was a belter. Beautiful goal. Yep. And Atlanta's. T- I mean, uh, New England's terrible. Yeah, they could fall off the face of the earth. No one would care. <laughs> People say that about the fire, though, so it's okay for me to say that. Yeah. Yeah. But they are definitely one of those franchises. For sure. Dallas two, Portland one. Portland still hasn't won a game. I think. It's crazy. They're not that bad. They can't be that bad. No. But Dallas is good. I mean, like, Dallas is good. Dallas, you could hang your hat on that. I think Portland's had a tough schedule. 
especially because they haven't been playing any home games yet, right? Yep, still. So they, I think they'll charge up the standings. Whether they make the playoffs, I mean, they're in a big hole right now. So yeah. They've got work out. It's early. they got their work but, out for them. Uh, DC United 3, Rapids 2. That was in Colorado. Good result for DC. Really yeah. bad one for Colorado. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say there, DC's good still. Um, good week for them, too. DC had four points in that week. Yeah, can't complain. Uh, Salt Lake City, two. Orlando, one. Orlando, mm-mm. Continuing to struggle. I, I don't have much faith Well, they gave, they gave Nani his game last week, so. Yeah. Uh, Galaxy, two. Philadelphia, zero. Ibrahimovic, brace. Mm. Guy just scores goals. So fun to watch when he's playing like that. LAFC 2, Cincinnati 0. Uh, LAFC just absolutely just destroying everybody. I, I don't... I want to see them lose just to see what that looks like because I, I can't even like picture, picture it. that's how good they're playing. Yeah. Vela scored a late goal, but he has 8 goals and 5 assists. Oh my god. <laughs> that's just torrid for him. Yeah. That's, That'll uh, set some records. That's big time numbers so far. SKC 2, Red Bulls 2. That's the game we uh, predicted. That was the Sunday game. That was a feisty game. And uh, that young kid scored again, Busio. Gianluca Busio. Scored uh, the, the late win, uh, not winner, late goal to get a draw. Um, Kaku's red card was a big talking point. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. But what do you think? Because I wasn't the fan that got clocked in the face. Unbelievable. <laughs> Why did he do that? I don't know. Everyone's saying he wasn't trying to. Like, I'm not buying well, it, dude. I'm not buying it. Was he it. trying to drill it against the scoreboard That's thing? That's what they claimed. It was like, so far. He hit it so far and so hard. <laughs> I don't know. If, I, there's no excuse he for He was this. just frustrated and kicked it as hard as he can and forgot because of anger that other people were around him. I yeah. know what anger Not acceptable. Like. Not acceptable. He did, like, he apologized. Not just, like, one tweet. He sent, like, six apology tweets and was, like, Reacting to everyone on Twitter. That I haven't guy. seen any follow up. Did he get suspended at all? Uh, he's gonna. I don't well, know. At least a were... game, obviously, for the red card. Game but... for the red card. MLS will step in, and uh, New York said no further comment at this time. MLS is com- gonna come out and give him, I bet you, at least four games. Yeah, it's not really cool. <laughs> no. <laughs> like. Not a good look. Uh, all right. Yeah. That was a funny one. Contendies. Oh, baby. The contender standings. Like chicken tenders, but only better. I don't know, man. I'm going to call it a push. <laughs> I love me some chicken tendies, dude. This is big, but let's just go what we know. LAFC is number one in the West. Easy. And Seattle's number two in the West. Easy. We've talked. I mean, we I, literally I think Galaxy have now made themselves number three in the West. It's boring, but sorry, dude. Yeah. No, I, I mean... Who I wouldn't put Houston over them. Dallas. I can't trust Houston, Dallas over LA Galaxy. SKC's starting to really struggle. Yeah, which is funny because like when we talk about a team like SKC struggling, they're still one point currently points a, per game, yeah. and they're in a playoff team yeah. if the season ended. Yeah, you got the Zlatan factor. I'll, I'll give you LAG. So Houston's four. Or do you want to make a case for? No, uh, I mean look at Houston's point per game. I mean they've played two less games and they have. Yeah, they're playing the really well. Points, yeah, like, you gotta go Houston. I mean, the West is Houston kinda hasn't easy. Uh, lost yet, right? They have zero losses. Yeah, so you does... could almost argue they're sh- they could be higher than the Galaxy uh, if you want to get creative. I'm up for either way. They have a higher point per game. So Houston then Galaxy. I like that just because I think Zlat one is gonna tire throughout the season, even though I know he's not human. And outside of Zlat, I just don't buy much into the Galaxy. Okay. They got some young, some young in. players, but... I'm in. Houston sneaking up. The, I, the West is pretty clear top four. Maybe you want to have Dallas the is not Dallas that is far. Yeah. So maybe top five, and then everyone else is... Honestly, it's a crapshoot. You can toss out Earthquakes, Vancouver... Anyone else could make the playoffs. Yeah, I think Colorado will go upwards, and so so will Portland. Yeah. That'd be my thought there. East. To recap the West, LAFC number one, Seattle two, Houston three, Galaxy four. Yep. I'm in in on that. 
Who's who's your East? I think you got to stay DCU. They didn't lose. They tied. And and won. And so won. four point week. I will argue for Montreal over Columbus because they beat them. Yeah, at, and also F Columbus. Yeah, also F that yellow team. Uh, but then I mean Toronto or Columbus. Toronto's hot, but they lost. I mean they lost. Dude, the East is brutal. Let's go Columbus then Toronto. I mean. I wouldn't put Philly, Cincinnati, Orlando. Wow, the East is really bad. So here's something I just realized. The East has one team at two points per game or higher, and the West has four. <laughs> yep. And that sums up what we've been trying to say. The points per game for the seventh-place team in the West is 1.5. This is the playoff team. It is 1.14 in mm-hmm. the East. I mean, the West look, is bad, look is at better. a top, look at a bottom. The East is worse in both places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna stay that way too. I think. This, yeah, it's just a bad year for the East. They were the best last. They were the best conference last year. So we'll keep tracking this. I mean, I think anyone can win the East. So to recap, you are we in agreement? It's DC United one, Montreal two, mm-hmm. Columbus three, Toronto four. Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, we need these MLS teams to kind of like create some competition because these contender standings have become too difficult or too easy yeah i think that east one's just going to keep changing though because i don't know who's going to pull away uh, yeah i don't i'm not convinced dc is like leader of the pack long term like no. I, I think in talent wise they are but all of a sudden i mean the fire only the fire as bad as they've been are four points out of fourth place yeah so it doesn't you know it, who knows sad who knows but we need a W. Straight up, Fire need to win. This weekend. You got any talk points before we get out of here? Anything else? My only talking point is that it's been a delight conveying my opinions as if they matter to the That's a great sign-off. We'll leave it at that. Thanks, everybody. See you later.